Hello and welcome to Marketing Connected. I am your host, Janice Tan. Each week, we will speak with industry leaders on pertinent topics in the marketing and advertising scene across Southeast Asia remotely. This week's guest is Roshni Matani, founder and CEO of Tickled Media, publisher of The Asian Parent. Last November, The Asian Parent bagged a seven-figure funding in its Series C2 round. An individual with a deep interest in the startup world, Roshni tells us the biggest struggle that media companies face today and the perks of being married to a fellow entrepreneur. Roshni also talks about the biggest impact COVID-19 has had on the business. Hi Roshni, thanks for joining us on this week's session. You founded Tickled Media in 2009 and the company first started out as a pure play publisher with approximately 60% of her employees designated to the editorial team. Over time, the company has evolved and moved into, you know, as what you would say, community mode, with most of her content currently being user-generated content. What do you think is causing some of the publishing houses to struggle right now? Also, given that you are sitting on the peripherals of the media and publishing industry, what are some of the changes that you think media companies should be embracing? So I think one of the biggest struggles that media companies face is uh, that we hold on to the identity of what a media company should look like or what a publisher should be, which means that, you know, in our head, we think that, hey, you need to have a big team of journalists, you need to have, um, you know, salespeople, you need to have account managers, you need to have campaign managers, uh, you need to have accounts receivables and accounts receivables need to be done in this certain way. Uh, but I think that what media and publishers need to get out of is stop uh, stop saying that this is the way media companies need to look. Uh, create your own vision of what a media and a publisher should look like and march to your own beat. Uh, you don't have to historically turn to what you, you have done for all these last few years or what other companies are doing. It's really important for you to say that I'm going to innovate how media should look like. So that's the first thing. The second biggest challenge has been really revenue diversification. A lot of uh, media companies and publisher companies are one trick ponies, which means that they over rely on just one revenue stream. But in times of pandemics like this or calamities like this, um, having just one revenue stream could be a terrible idea if that is that revenue stream that gets really impacted and affected. For example, for a lot of publishers, 70 to 80% of their revenue could have just been through offline events, uh, which can't happen right now. So it's really important to have revenue diversification and at least three to four different types of revenue streams, which have equal weightage. Uh, the next thing would be about platform diversification. You can't just rely on one source of traffic. Um, you need to be able to reach out to your audience through multi-touch points and through multi multi-mediums. So at the end of the day, don't think about it that, oh, I'm going to be a content company that prints magazines, or I'm going to be a content company that publishes digitally, um, or I'm a social media focused company. No, I think it's really important to say I've got a little bit of everything, but the main thing is I've got an audience and I'm reaching out to that audience through multi-different touch points. And social media could be one of them. TikTok could be one of them. WhatsApp, uh, messaging platforms. Uh, it could be about events. It could be about having your website and good SEO. It could be about having an app, but you should have multiple ways of reaching that same exact user. Right. And when did you first start evolving your business? Could you perhaps tell us what spurred you to change from a media company to this hybrid model of tech, media and community? So I think we moved into this hybrid model of uh, media, community, and commerce uh, a few years ago. So it was, you know, we did a step-by-step -step 
evolve. Uh, so the first uh, time we evolved was to move away from being a publisher that just produced content into being a community. And that happened about three years ago. And what spurred it on was really when we took on venture capital investments. Uh, we took on our first Series A fundraising uh, in 2015. So that was about five years ago. And working with the venture capital uh, capitalists as well as other startup entrepreneurs made me realize that it was really important to figure out who is your audience and how can you be everything to that one audience. So today, we're, you know, we create content for them, but tomorrow, what else can we create to, to keep this same audience happy and stay with you for as long as possible? So that's when we went into creating a community for them. Uh, and then the app took off and it became the number one parenting app across Southeast Asia. And then the third stage of Evolve was to create our own products uh, that these users wanted. And we realized that in the market, there was a gap of nursing products, which is basically breastfeeding products and maternity products or products for the pregnant women. So we started to create products for them. And um, we've also recently embarked into online education. Roshni, you are married to Darius Chung, founder of PropertySite99.co. What are some of the perks you feel you might have being married to a fellow entrepreneur? So I'm really lucky. Um, you know, I I know it sounds very cliche to say this, but um, I, you know, I I feel very blessed to be to have been married to someone who's my best friend. Um, at the end of the day, um, our backgrounds are very similar. We're both tech founders. We're both entrepreneurs. Our companies are around the same size, uh, somewhere between 250 to 300 employees. We have multiple offices across the region. Um, you know, we've uh, raised money from venture capitalists. Um, so we're very similar in the DNA. And at the same time, we're both Singaporeans. We're around the same age group. So it really feels like I'm married to someone who's a friend more than he's a spouse, uh, which means that um, we, we really practice radical candor in our relationship because I'm not scared to tell him anything. And he's it, the same way he's not scared to tell me anything. So there's very little judgment between the two of us. And we're, we really try to work together to bring out the best in each other, to bring out the best in each other's companies, as well as to raise our daughter. What's the biggest impact COVID-19 had on your business? So, you know, we've had quite a, like everyone else, right? We've had to... Uh, really have a closer look at our business models and figure out business fundamentals and what really matters for us as a company. So we've not actually had to stop hiring, but we've taken the opportunity to slow it down so we can take stock on the right type of talent that we need for, you know, our next stage of growth. Um, but, um, and at the end of the day, I think the main thing is about uh, being adamant about earning and keeping the trust of our users, our moms, and, now more than ever, they need, they need us to provide reliable, relevant information to them. And we've responded to this by creating, you know, dedicated COVID-19 features and resources for them. And at the end of the day, uh, we, you know, also put a big focus on market research. So our market research team has, you know, really poured a lot of the efforts into producing studies on how the pandemic has changed the consumer behavior of moms, um, you know, and what are, how are the key household purchasing decisions are uh, being changed because of this. So in many ways, it's just about taking stock of our business. And in terms of like cost cutting measures, we've had to streamline costs like rental cost, um, you know, non-digital marketing spends. So um, any offline 
spends that we were doing, we cut back on that. And the management team has taken somewhere between a 10 to 40% pay cut. We've not implemented a company-wide pay cut, um, and we hope that we're not going to have to do that. What does innovation mean to you, especially in this era where everybody's sort of innovating? It's a good question. Okay, so innovation to me um, most often means marrying technology or structure with creativity to figure out um, you know, a problem. And this is both solving it or even finding out what the problem is in the, in the first place. So my process for myself begins with responding or seeking out a need that's you know, being desperately ignored right now when it shouldn't be ignored. So what naturally comes next to me as a CEO, as a founder, is to act on this, to follow through on it. So innovation isn't about being flashy, it's about making things better. And this could be about changing a design element to just make navigation around your website or navigation frustration easier. Um, Or it could be going all the way to creating a new product for moms who can't find the perfect stretch mark cream in our case and uh, locally, you know, relevant baby development tracker. Thank you for listening to Marketing Connected. I am your host, Janice Tan, and we will be back next week with another session. If you wish to learn about innovation and digital transformation for your business, visit our webinars page at webinars.marketing-interactive.com. Once there, you will have a whole range of topics to choose from which will best aid your business needs. The Marketing Connected series is produced by Marketing Interactive.